When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle cough. Hey, babes. Welcome, everybody, to another Haberman and Middle cough show live on YouTube and the podcast. Whoever you consume that, we're glad that you do. If you're new around here, I'm Guy, and he's John. Hey, I'm I'm Haberman. My name comes first, but in the videos, I'm on the second side. John's name comes second, but he's on he's in the cat he's on the other side. Just so there's no confusion. I get DMs from people all the time. Like, uh, just I'm new to the show. What's your lock of the week? How do you guys do this? So, you know, every once in a while it's not the worst thing to reintroduce ourselves. Smart. Yeah. Consider lock of the, the week is coming up. We should have the ham holiday party, you know? We say, Oh, hey, well, what do you do? Nice to meet you. Oh, we're here in Middle Cup. Oh, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. You've been here a while? Where do you live? Yeah, yeah. So that's I've coming been up to for a some people. Party in a little while. Same. Same. I, I would imagine holiday parties part of the uh, pandemic that some people did not miss. Uh, no, one hundred percent. There probably are some sweet ones though. Not every hall. I'd yeah. say holiday parties an equal. No, no. probably depends yeah, on bet, your company. There are some better. I than bet others. Tito Beverage throws a good holiday party. John. Yeah, I bet you could probably pick out some good ones. <laughs> there's some other ones that like Google. You know, probably skip that one. Do that one on Zoom, John. Um, I got some new golf clubs, and I'm uh, going to take them golfing with me today. You want to see them? Yeah. Yeah, check them out. Driver. <laughs> three wood. Or maybe driver three wood. Uh, Tito's, John, this show is sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. For those of you just listening, that was a joke. I held up a can of Arnold Palmer half-and-half half iced tea lemonade. That with Tito's. That's a John Daly. And, um, you know, I have a feeling. I don't know if that's what's going to be in Tiger's bottle when he plays in the uh, little golf tournament with Charlie coming up here in a, in a week and a half. But Tito's yeah, is the way to go. <laughs> he could do a little Tortorol uh, Tito's cocktail. Uh, Tito's number one vodka in America. Have yourself a cocktail. Link us. Tweet at us. Any of your cocktail drinking over the weekend. Love to see it. I know you guys love to have them. So do we. And uh, love these guys. Tito's number one vodka in America. Yep. Uh, I was talking to a guy I know named Tito, who uh, I've worked with a lot doing uh, like uh, games. He's a camera operator, high level guy. He was working the Breeders' Cup. He told me he ran into a guy at the Breeders' Cup wearing an orange Tito's blazer. He went up to him and said, I listened to a podcast you sponsor, and my name is Tito. I got to get a picture. The guy said, not only will I take a picture with you, I work for Tito's. I'm friends with Tito. I will send you a Tito's suit. A suit. An all orange Tito suit. So the latest update is that the suit that he got the address and that he's sending him a suit. 
It's always good when you get to the higher ups. You know, you mentioned like you know our brand, just different places, right? Yep, Running a guy yep. at Breeders Cup. Yep. Breeders Doesn't Cup. have to know right, that John. you know he worked with one of the members on the podcast. Just friends, <laughs> just out there. <laughs> Breeders Cup. That is not uh, that Breeders Cup is different than um, you know seeing a guy at like a uh, JV basketball game. Very true. <laughs> Very true. We let high level people hang out with other high level people and do high level events. So, uh, what was it? Wasn't that the line that Drake gave uh, Dave Chappelle? Uh, Which one? Something like that. It was like uh, it was young Dr- young Drake with Dave Chappelle. I think Chappelle. Told no, it was it was, Con- it was Kanye. 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 Sorry, Kanye. Yeah. yeah, I don't even think Drake was around at the time. No, no, no. Because uh, what was his line like? Uh, well, it was like I'm, I'm Kanye and I do shit. dope ass shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then he hung I think, up the phone. I think. Well, I think Dave was in the room and he was talking to like his manager or something. I thought that's they, what it No, was. it was they were editing the show. Kanye was hanging out as they edited Chappelle's show. Phone rings. Kanye says something, something, something. Yeah, because I'm dope and I do dope shit and hung up the phone. Yeah. I think it was, was the deal. Anyway. and I, I mean, Kanye had had an album, but he was no means like uh, one of the greatest entertainers in the history of you know music. At the no, time. he was not Kanye this, yet. This was probably like 04, right? 05. Yes. I, mean, I saw Dame Lillard giving an interview. His he had a mask on that with a C, and then it said Chappelle on the other side. Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard was just wearing a Dave oh. Chappelle mask. So oh, all right. John Tito's handmade vodka. It is the number one vodka in America. Uh, if you are having a holiday party at your house, if you are if it's a holiday party of one or two, it doesn't have to be big. Whatever you're doing, Tito's is the way to go. You show up with a bottle of Tito's, John. You are going to be welcome wherever you show up. Door will open wide. A big hug will ensue when you hand over the Tito's with a bow on it. You go to a bar, you order the Tito's. You order the Tito's and soda. That's the middle cough go-to drink. You order the uh, the John Daly. That's that's what I love. Uh, and it works for everybody anywhere. It is number one. And um, it's the best. I mean, what, what else can you say? It is, it is the best. We appreciate their support. We appreciate uh, that... Um, They've also supported our No Kid Hungry charity, which we'll tell you more about later. But distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Yep. Get on it. Podcast also brought to you by mybookie.ag, promo code HAM, the number one. We will tell you our lock of the week coming up in mere moments. But mybookie.ag, HAM1, use that promo code, and they'll match that first deposit up to 1000 bucks. You can also decline the bonus. Remember, if you accept the bonus, you have to bet the full amount before you can withdraw funds. But either way, ham one. So they know that we sent you. And this is where we have been making our lock of the week pick for the for the for the news we should share. Our lock of the week pick every week since week one of the season. We've been hot, we've been cold, we've been up, we've been down, but such is life, John. And we're here to fight. Our pot started at three hundred dollars total, one fifty each. It grew, it swelled, it ballooned to almost $5,000. We've hit a few bumps over this last weekend, and we are down to what now? Uh, 32-27. 32-27. This is a big week. It feels like this is a swing week. This is a big week. I mean, we. I, I think we could either come storming back, or we could just find ourselves just maybe we're going to break even. You know, that's, are we going to have cash in the hopper by the time we get to the playoffs? You know, it's like we need to, we need to hit. That's what we need to hit. I mean, just no period, point blank, end of story. We need a winner, guy. Yep, yep. But we've won before. We haven't forgotten how to win, John. We we went eleven in a row, fifteen if you count the fourteen parlay that we hit, and uh, unfazed by three straight losses at five hundred dollars a pop. 
yeah, we, we've got a lot to get through this week. So do you want to get to that now? Yeah. I mean, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Let's dive right in. I, Our lock you know, of the, the week this week. Are you seeing what I'm seeing right here? Uh, the 49ers plus one, or do you have it at minus one now? I, you got to log in. Yeah. So what, what is it? What do you have? I got it minus one. Minus one. So that's what it is. I, I didn't log in here before I pulled this up. But um, minus one. 49ers at the Bengals, minus a point. That is our lock of the week. Let's talk about why. Locking in right now. Minus 115, so we bet 500. We only win 434. I don't care, John. I We've been preoccupied with the juice and the money lines. And uh, Are you saying you want to take a money line? Uh, well, I mean, the money line is minus 125, so you might as well just do the minus one because to me, it's, yeah. All right. Uh, I just want to win. We stacked wins. We stack wins. We stack wins. This is the game we feel best about. That's why we're picking this game, period, right? Now, why do we feel good about this game? Partly, it's a must-win game for the 49ers. Let's start with that. I saw on Twitter today their playoff percentage is like 75 if they win, and it's under 50 if they lose. So, I mean, this is... Obviously, for the Bengals, it's a big game, too. I mean, the AFC playoffs, we've talked about a bunch. But I the, on the DVOA rankings, which are just numbers, no emotion, the Niners are still a top-10 team. Yeah. And I, I saw that they've given up... Their, their special teams accounted for, like, 24 points, if you factor in the two Seattle games. Uh, and obviously, you know, they've just had some... Uh, honestly, everything has gone wrong to get them to where they are right now at 6-6. Six and six. Think about that. It's not like they've been lucky to get six and six. Like they've had to be a disaster to be six and six. I think most people in the analytical community view them as a team with a better record. Like when you just factor in all the EPA stuff, all the different statistics. Now, I I think for us that are less numerically tied to every positive with the Niners, like Jimmy Garoppolo is still at the end of the day their quarterback, which is always going to be a roller coaster. Obviously, Burrow is injured. This he dislocated his pinky finger, which is on his throwing hand. But like that does neutralize the gap, which obviously Joe Burrow f- completely healthy is. They have a massive advantage at quarterback, right? I don't give a shit that he leads the league in in t- interceptions. Yep. Because G- honestly, if Kyle would let Jimmy throw more, he'd be right there too, right? With less of the touchdowns, yeah. With not the upside, <laughs> yeah. but plenty of picks, yeah. I mean, I think that uh, no, not having Emmanuel Mosley hurts in this game, but it turns out the Bengal, Chidobia Wuzie, I think is out for Cincinnati, who's been their best corner. Um, now they do, and I said this watching the the Charger game. I've watched the Charger game twice, Chargers-Bengals in preparation for this pick. I watched it live in parts and then went back and watched it again Thursday morning. Um, they do make you get rid of this Bengals defensive front, even though they're not 100% on defense. They do make you get rid of the ball quickly. That's something that the 49ers can do. Jimmy Garoppolo can get rid of the ball quickly. Kyle Shanahan can design offense to get rid of the ball quickly. You'd love to have Debo. You can't expect him. I don't expect him at this point. But I don't think, again, you need him in order to run the kind of offense that you can score points on the Bengals with. They do have Trey Hendrickson, John. So, you know, Trey Hendrickson, Trey Lance, Trey Young, Trey Wingo. Trey Turner, Trey Songs, Trey Junkin. Remember Trey Junkin? Bad snap no. for the Giants, 2002, against the uh, 49ers. That was the guy's name? Trey Junkin. Played like 16 years in the league. Poor guy had one bad snap as a sub, sub-snapper. Did I say Trey Sermon? I don't know. But Trey Hendrickson's one of the great Trey's going right now. 
I saw a lot of people tweeting. I did a Twitter search, Trey Hendrickson, Rashawn Slater. And there was a lot of, welcome to the NFL, Rashawn Slater. Not a good day at the office, Rashawn Slater. I don't know. I'm no Jeff Schwartz. I watched the uh, end zone copy. I thought Rashawn Slater played pretty well. And guess who the 49ers have at left tackle? Trent Williams. Trent Williams. So is Trey Hendrickson good? Yes. Is Trent Williams, is Rashawn Slater good? Yes. And I thought he did a good job. I don't think Trey Hendrickson's going to wreck this game for the 49ers. Um, and so I, I think they're, they're, they are beat up, yes, but, as, but so are the Bengals. And it starts with the Bengals quarterback. At least he's playing. But so are the Bengals. I'm, I'm sold. Mixon missed practice on Wednesday. Oh. You know, he's been banged up. I mean, he's, yeah, just, the Niners have to win. You know, I, I'm going desperation. You know, you would think I saw Hightower, the special teams coach, all on me, all on me. They, players, not their fault, all 14, on me. 14,000 words, check. John. Most words yeah, we ever get it, said bro. in a press conference by him, according to Eric Branch. We're going to ask a lot of questions. We saw, and I'm not trying to be an asshole, the guy, but holy shit, we, we know. You don't need to take responsibility. Well, we I, mean, you, I mean, you got to ask the question. You, you don't take responsibility. People are like, why didn't you take responsibility? It's just there's nothing you can do but do it. I mean, it's the only thing you can do. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they got to they gotta figure that out. I tweeted, put the special in special teams today. People thought it was a Niners reference. That was not a Niners reference. That was a reference to any coach worth their salt, I find, gives a shit about special teams. But, um, you know, that's that's a separate conversation. Other games we considered here, we settled on the Niners as our lock. We are going to also add a parlay, but we had talked about a few other games. Your first suggestion, it was this game the other day or Ravens plus two and a half at Cleveland, right? Yep. Um, which is also uh, appetizing. My problem is I don't think the Ravens suck. I don't think the Ravens are good. I went back and watched the Ravens uh, Steelers game Thursday morning as well. I don't. Uh, 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 Greg Roman. I mean, just it's just now they got they've had a ton of guys hurt. I think they put like their ninth guy on IR this week. Their offense is just quarterback. You're good. Run around and make plays. And he does some crazy shit. Sammy Watkins made some plays. <laughs> Number fourteen, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins he's on their team. He made well, he made plays. Well, well, I they do. I don't know what it is that they do other than play pickup hoops right now. Yeah, but they're eight and four, and the, the Browns are six and six. Like they're better. They're I, just yeah. I mean, I don't think they're good though. That's my point. I don't think the Ravens are good. I don't think they're good. They're good. They're not bad, but they're not like really good. Well, to me, they're the version of the Niners, right? They are. You've watched them. It's like, how are they not six and six? Kind of crazy that their yeah, record is their record. Uh, and I think they easily could be like they've had a couple things go well, right? They've pulled a couple games out of their ass. That I mean, guy, they they had a sixty-two yard field goal walk off against the Dan Campbell true. Lions. True. So, and they, they had a crazy comeback against the Chiefs. They've had just crazy wins. They had a crazy overtime win, I think, against the. Uh, was it the Colts or the – I guess they killed the Chargers, the Ravens did, but they had the Colts overtime game where Wentz was actually really good. Uh, uh, that was a Monday Night Football game, remember? So they've – I am just betting on John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson over Stefanski, who I, I don't even blame in him, and, and really just Baker. Like, that's where I – I, I, I actually added a team to the parlay that, you know, another game that I kind of look at and I kind of like. Okay, before you tell me that, my my – because Baker's been, I think, three straight weeks under 60% passing. Obviously, he's hurt. The X factor on this game is these two teams played two weeks ago. Baltimore won 16-10, to 10, 
and then Cleveland had a bye. So you figure Cleveland prepared for Baltimore, played them, then hit a bye, had the Baltimore tape, and then more Baltimore preparation, then had the week of preparation for Baltimore. So they've been preparing for Baltimore for three weeks. Second shot at them now. Now, Utah did it to Oregon twice in three weeks. Just they were the better football team. Um, bottom line, I would even take Stefanski out of it. Baker, say what you want about him, but he's clearly not healthy. And Lamar Jackson, everything I just described, is having, I mean, an MVP-type season because he, if you just watch them, all it is is let Lamar make plays. Now, he does some wild shit. He threw a pick in the end zone early in the Steeler game on third down in the baby zone. That was an easy Justin Tucker could have kicked that thing backwards, left-footed, eyes closed. He was so close. And guess what happened? They lost by a point. So those three points really mattered to them. And then they had Mark Andrews open in the flat, and Lamar kind of did a little sidearm. He was under pressure, kind of flicked it. Mark Andrews, you know, not Odell Beckham, couldn't get there, and that was that. It was a tough catch. Would have walked in. Would have walked in. So uh, I'm not my I'm not trying to kill the Ravens here, or and especially not Lamar. I think he's carrying them, and they've been they the season's deck's been stacked against them since the year started. Really, if they finish where they are right now, like win the North, whatever, extrapolate their record, they're eight and four. It's it's going to be a really impressive year because they have nobody helping. I mean, guy, their first week of practice after already getting a million injuries, they lost their starting running back and their starting corner to torn ACLs, like three plays Same. apart in a in a regular season practice. I don't think we've ever seen in NFL history two starting players for an NFL team both tear their ACLs in the same practice. That's that's insane. That's insane. It's awful. And they they have they have just kept chopping wood. You they I, have. I, I I respect the shit out of the brand. Same with the so, Steelers. Like that was kind of a brand game. Like both of us we both should suck probably and we just keep you know throwing haymakers well, at each other. You know, the more we talk about it, the more I like the Ravens against the Browns. Because they're getting two points in this game, John. Well, yeah, that's why we got a parlay with the Niners. Okay, so tell me about your parlay. So you got the Ravens. We got the Niners. Yep. I just think think there's value with Buffalo. Now, obviously, you go Buffalo, Tampa, at Tampa. You'd be like, oh, Tampa. And everyone's going to take Tampa. Buffalo can really throw the ball. Hell, they could throw it in the wind. And Tampa, their DBs are all injured. You cannot run it on them. Luckily, Buffalo can't run it. So you just don't need to run it. <laughs> just throw the ball three and a half points. I don't, you know, Tampa, obviously you got Tom Brady. He tries to win every game. But this isn't like a must win. Buffalo, a little desperate guy. You talk about a desperation spot. You lose this game. They are, they're seven and five. You lose, they'd be in some trouble. Then they have uh, Belichick next week, right? I guess in two weeks. So it's just the Buffalo's got to win some games. I, I feel the Buffalo on the desperation rankings, if Tampa's just a neutral, I mean, they always, when you have Tom on your team, there's always like a level of desperation just with the way you think and practice. But I think Buffalo, like they're back. Like this is it. This is a kitchen sink game for them. Yeah. I mean, John, they, they would rather be on the road. It's going to be 74 degrees in Tampa. Where's the game? Tampa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they now, have a normal game. Tampa, Tampa, historically not very good. Tampa owns the Bills. Owns them. Owns them. And my takeaway watching them the other night against watching Buffalo the other night was they're kind of pissing me off with their offense that night. 
Now, part of it was having 500 bucks on the game. No question. As you've always said, but see, it's easier to hate coaches and absolutely. referees a little more when you got some cash on. You're like, what the fuck are you doing, Brian? I'm, I'm not You're bald ass. Call, call play. <laughs> well, I saw you. Tw- I saw you tweet out after the final series. Like, why are they taking 20 yard shots? Every play. You don't need to get first downs on second downs. So I don't love them at all. I think Tampa. I, I don't I think s- you can be an objective talker for a living until you put a little money on a game and sit in that seat because you become a fan of that team immediately, right? Or angered fan. Absolutely. Alyssa was like, why are you rooting so hard for the Bills? I'm like, you don't understand. I'll t- I don't want to tell you why. <laughs> but uh, I don't love Buffalo in this spot. However, you're right. Desperate. And they're getting three points. So not crazy. I think Tampa's going to – I think Tampa's playing good football. Uh, Vea, good player. But what was the other? Who was the team you added to that parlay? And let's t- and tell and then tell me what uh, football paid. team plus four and a half at home. Oh, the, McCarthy just guaranteed a win. I fucking love it. Uh, okay, so you think in a hundred bucks, what does that pay on a parlay? Uh, twelve to one. Hundred bucks plays twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna add football team, and then I just saw it. I'm like, that game's in Washington. Washington's kind of hot right now. I mean, it feels like they've won four or five straight games, and that game he just guaranteed a win. What? You talk about anti-Belichick. Why, why would you do that? What's he's going to say, well, what are, he, I know what he's going to say. Well, what am I supposed to say? We're going to lose? Doesn't matter. Not the point, Mike. Not in this spot where Washington... I, I would get it if Washington was like a... I, I guess Belichick, why would you say that if they were a two-win team? That just gives them easy... You, you just don't say that. No. Meathead. No. Meathead uh, Now, I will say, I think the Heineke... I think Heineke is overrated, but... Um, whatever. Yeah, I mean, Dallas should win the game, but four and a half, when you just talk about value, football team's just tough and feisty. Yeah, hey, it's 12 to 1. There's a reason it's 12 to 1. If it was if it was obvious, it wouldn't be 12 to 1. EKBZ says, stop it, Ravens and Niners. Getting too cute is how you lost three in a row. No. Picking college football is how we lost three in a row. It wasn't because we got too cute. Actually, I did get too cute. That's not totally false on USC, but this is different. This is NFL. And this is a parlay. The parlay is separate from the streak. Yeah, I would feel what? good about putting 500 on the Niners or the Ravens. Just logically, we're just betting on Lamar. Or we're betting on the Niners in a desperate spot. Like, that's how we've made our money. Yeah. Uh, Les says, I don't love this week's bets for the NFL. Yeah, you never love them on Thursday. It's Friday. It's Monday when you go, oh, that was so obvious. Of course. But I but I think part of his point, this is why we've got away from the NFL. It's become a lot more challenging, I felt, the it's, last two or three true. weeks. No, I know. That's, you're right. I don't, we'll be back. I don't really love a lot of the slate either. We back, John. Here we go, everybody. Join the ride. You don't have to. You can fade us if you want, but uh, just don't forget where we've been. Yeah, we've seen high highs. What's on our resume? <laughs> What's on our resume? And we didn't pack it in. We we were we went Andy Reid Super Bowl. Uh, actually, I guess Andy didn't do that in the first Super Bowl. I was reading about that. I got to go back and watch the the Eagles Donovan McNabb throw up barf Super Bowl where they were down two scores with like six minutes left and did not hurry up offense. Yeah, it was, I, it was, they took their time. <laughs> uh, time to dip into college basketball. Have you noticed, by the way, in college basketball that Arizona is great again? Arizona has an average margin of victory that has unseen since UCLA's like 1970 basketball team. They are they lost this season. No, they're undefeated. They are uh, their average margin of victory right now is thirty two points per game. 
Did they hire Mike Mark Fuse, right hand guy? Is he their yes. coach? Yeah, Tommy Lloyd. They play uh, Illinois coming up, who's not bad. Made the tournament last year, obviously. They play somebody else good coming up. UCLA plays Marquette, Shaka Smart, and North Carolina coming up. So big games for both Arizona and UCLA. And then Arizona plays at UCLA December 30th, day before New Year's Eve. It could be a huge basketball game for the West Coast. So just keep an eye out. Basketball, Arizona, UCLA are back, baby. Well, I was I was watching Van Pelt do his little sports center thing, and he goes like, it was after a college basketball game, whatever Jay Billis was talking, and they're like, Jay, who do you think the best team in the country is? And he's like, I go with Purdue. And obviously, I, I just noticed Purdue's been ranked really high the last couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, they have. See some highlights? They have a guy that looks like Sean Bradley. They have like a 7'4 white guy who's enormous. Have you seen that guy? Like no. their center? He's no. They have a center who's like 7'2". And, he, and I, I think he's pretty good. Like, they are, they're good. Like, it's not fake. Like, they're legit. But they have an enormous, skinny, white guy center. No, I've not seen that. I, think, I, know, they're, they're, I know they're ranked. I think they're a second-ranked team in the nation by some metrics, not necessarily. Ken Palm. Yeah, yeah. They're number two. Purdue has beaten North Carolina and Villanova and Iowa and Florida State. Pretty good. Yeah, they got dudes. That's pretty good. Uh, so just something to, something to keep an eye on, John, something to keep an eye on. Okay, Elijah Mitchell for the 49ers in concussion protocol after, uh, I guess, what probably should have been a penalized hit on the fumble, not a fumble. I said on Sunday show, I thought it was definitely a fumble. People said, no, nah, his knee was down. What are you talking about? In any event, it wasn't a fumble. Um, but he's not 100% because, well, he plays running back for Kyle Shanahan, John. That's why. That's yeah, kind I mean, of the nature I, of playing running back for Kyle Shanahan. Do, do you agree that the way Belichick runs his outside runs and the way Kyle runs his outside runs, like maybe Kyle just needs to, I I don't know, throw the toss away, but utilize it a little less <laughs> if he wants to keep people erect? Because guys are dropping like flies. I mean, guy, they had to sign a running back this week, not because they have an injury, because every running back on the team is injured. Literally every guy on the team is injured. When you have to sign a running back on Tuesday, it's because Mitchell has a concussion and a knee. Wilson got hurt during the game. They already Trey Sermon got placed on IR the week before. Mostert's already out for the season. I mean, there are injuries at running back. How is Elijah Mitchell going to make it all four years of his rookie contract? Yeah, I, you know? I don't know. His guys get hurt. It's why I've been terrified of Debo Samuel becoming a running back. It's why I thought they need to throw the ball down the field to him. It's a I great know. question. I, 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 you, you just have to anticipate multiple running back injuries for Kyle Shanahan. And I think part of it, it like, does he get guys hurt or does he get guys that run a certain way and thus they get hurt because of how they, how they play? Well, I think the, hard his offense and his coaching style demands them play a certain way. So the type of guys he likes are going to run hard downhill in physical spots. And those guys just, you run into so many collisions, like you're eventually going to get injured, right? If I, if, if we just have like a collision where you just run it like a under center run play and you just get tackled the line of scrimmage, like they're not all equally as violent. I would say any of the Kyle's outside runs are pretty, are as violent of collisions as you're going to find on a weekly basis in the NFL, just out in space going full speed with a, you get ahead of speed. They get ahead of speed. The collisions that were happening in that Seattle game, I mean, bodies were dropping. Yeah. I know. A, but I mean, like the style. Elijah the Elijah Mitchell run wasn't outside toss play. It was just a handoff, you know? 
Yeah, he just, I mean, that, that was a freak. He got hit, you know, KO'd, hits the ground, right? I think he was already kind of being tackled when the guy hit him and he dropped Yeah, it was ball. a cheap, I thought it was a, it, I, I didn't realize at the time it was kind of cheap, but I do remember thinking, I just, that, that hits from 1998, I think, you know? Um, but I don't know that it's a specific, I don't, to me, it's not a specific play, like a toss play so much as it is the style that he demands and the type of player that he, he gets a play. He needs to have a player that runs a certain way. Well, that style is in, it just is an injury prone style. One thing is going to be fascinating over the next like five years. Cause it's hard to totally tell, right? No off season last year. You just play the season. Then this season, there was a little bit of off season, but then Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers started threatening. So a lot of teams canceled their OTAs, their veteran OTAs, the Niners included then most teams didn't play that many starters that often in training camp. And then you get an extra game because it does feel like just looking around the league guys do drop like flies. Now it's, that's kind of been a theme. I would say the last like five, six years, but there are a lot of injuries right now, just all over the NFL. So it's like, is it, but the Niners have been injured pre COVID after COVID still now, like it, it's been a pretty consistent theme with them. Uh, so it's just something to kind of keep an eye on just league wide, but I, I will not expect next year for the Niners. Like, Oh, this is the year they're healthy. Like, I'm just like, their guys just get injured a lot. Yeah. Yep. No, it's, I think it's, while it is also a reflection of just what happens around the NFL, like Jamal Adams, you see, he's out for the year, right? He got, he hurt his shoulder. They put him on injury reserve. Yeah, I did see that. So I was annoyed by that news. I don't even I'm not sure why I was annoyed by that news, John. Maybe for them. But no, I mean it's it's a consistent theme here. And again, I, I think it goes back to we talked about it with Kittle. You know, like you go back to last year, the Kittle injury last year was I, I don't know, you can't blame that on any one thing other than the throw and the hit. And it's not when I say the hit, I don't mean that Buddha Baker made a dirty hit. I just meant it was the nature of the ball being up over his head. And that was that, you know, I, the question I would have is the Debo play when he goes down, is that something we, we can talk about overuse, but you've made the point to me when we brought it, when I brought that up after that game is like, how many touches does he really add? It's not like he's above and beyond in terms of uh, touches in the NFL. And he does have an, a history of these sort of soft tissue pulls and that sort of thing. So, there's something there when you zoom out 50,000 feet, when you zoom in on each guy, I don't really know what to make of it. I do think specifically the running backs though, are just, there's, he has a type and it's run your face off. And I do think this is going to be whatever we, wherever we assign the blame, I think this is going to be part of the future with Kyle Shanahan is replacing running backs a lot. Well, remember his dad became, I would say it was a pretty just, go-to talking point in like our college days was just remember you had like that five-year run where it was just a different guy every year yeah Alanis those guys Gary played yeah uh something anderson mike anderson they just, who I they think, just had like four straight years with the guys running for 1400 yards does kyle gonna have a guy that runs for 1400 yards like say one thing for mike he just kept the guy playing all season long like that's been a major challenge of kyle's three or four years i know he would die to have just one Mike Anderson. Oh, I just had one guy run for 1450. Like Elijah Mitchell, who looks like a guy that if he played 17 games, you would be like, Elijah Mitchell, 17 game season is getting you 1500 yards. If he could just there every game, how in could anyone be like, oh yeah, Elijah Mitchell's going to be able to play 
17 games in one season given how and I, I love the way he plays, how hard he runs, how unafraid of contact he is. But god damn, the guy takes some collisions. What do you do? Well, you don't. You just keep you just gotta you gotta have more people in the hopper. You know? But they're gonna be in this situation next year, following year, where you just might be late November, December, like you already have a guy injured, then a couple guys get injured in a game, and you have to sign a guy on Tuesday because all of your running backs. Like, I don't think it's going to happen in other positions. With the Niners, like, this is not a one-off situation, I feel. Because Fred, Jeff Wilson was already injured coming into the season. Now you can be like, well, it's a free deal sitting down. Well, I wonder if it's just the pounding he's taken being a Niner running back the last couple of years. It's hard because it's other running backs get hurt. But... I think this is the norm for them. Yeah. Here's the crazy part. Like Trey Sermon. He got hurt playing special teams, but he also got hurt his first career run. He got KO'd against the Eagles. I mean, he first career run in the NFL. He got knocked out. And in fairness, I, that would have knocked out a lot of people. Like it's not like I mean, he got crushed. Remember that collision? I do. That was a toss. That. It was a good run. Well, the whole part of like the Red Sea. And he hit it hard, unlike hit it very hard. a couple of his other uh, run plays. But, you know, if I told you before the year, coming into the season, now I guess you could have had, you definitely had reason to be a little skeptical uh, of Mostert coming into the year. But if I told you before the year, you got Mostert, you got Hasty, you got Jeff Wilson, you're going to draft two more guys, Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon, is that going to get you through the season? Yeah. You would have said yes. Especially if I had said, I'm not going to tell you how good Mitchell and Sermon are, but one of them will be an every down type back. And, uh, you know, the other one will fight to be on the field, but he'll be around. Like you would have thought at worst, he could just be the guy that you need if everybody else gets hurt. Well, like, for example, the, 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 I mean, he's banged up. We'll see how much he plays, but like Joe Mixon, like there are teams, there's a decent amount of teams in the NFL that just have like, we got Joe Mixon, we got Dalvin Cook, we got Alvin Kamara. You know, in theory, Christian McCaffrey, right? And then the Derrick Henrys. Now, and a lot of these guys I'm listing are on injured reserve. But I don't ever see the Niners get to a spot where it's like, yeah, Joe Mixon's our running back for like four straight years. Like, well, I, I, because I, not Dalvin be- Cook's my starting running back for a three year stretch. Like, how's that? That's not going to happen. I mean, the guy's going to have to be. It would be Elijah like, Mitchell. Does it matter that Elijah Mitchell's 5'10, 200? No, I mean, not all. Uh, I mean, Kamara's smaller, yeah. thinner. Most guys aren't Derrick Henry, right? Who's also hurt. Yeah. Freak, uh, uh, you know, foot break. But, I mean, he's... Uh, Kamara might be back guy. this week, but he's been in and out. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah, I mean, Kamara's 215 pounds. Elijah how, how might be more Elijah? Well, I, I'm on his football reference. He might be more than that. Might have been what he was at the combine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but okay. So let's say he's he wears naturally 200. You can get him up to 210. He's never going to be like 240, right? I mean, he's, he's never going to be uh, Mike Tolbert or something. Like he's right. just his size is relatively going to be around what he looks like. Extra game <laughs> now too, a long season. But I'd say Sermon. You look at him. He's what you want him to look like. And he shit. I mean, every other carry he goes down. Should we be afraid for Trey Lance? I'm not being sarcastic. I mean, he got hurt in his start. Well, yeah, I've just, yeah. I mean, the the run game is violent. 
just very violent running game. And I think their coach, you go forward. Now, I don't know if you say the same thing to Elijah Mitchell as you would say to Trey Lance. Trey, it's okay to slide. Hell, well, you can do the Russell. You can do the fake slide where you get hit and they still get penalties. I would defy anybody. Next time any of you watch the Ravens, just watch Lamar Jackson, which is what you'll be doing anyway, and marvel that he doesn't get hurt because he puts himself as a runner in some pretty compromising positions. Now, he's really wiggly, right? Lot, I mean, he's one of the most elusive players in league history. He, But he is just, it's constantly a war zone around him. Part of that's his team. As Paul says on the stream, Trey's already been hurt twice. Yeah, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. And it makes me wonder if the way that everyone, you know, should there should Trey Lance, when he becomes the quarterback of the 49ers, run the ball by design with any regularity beyond quarterback sneaks and a couple zone reads? I mean, I, I think you I think you would try to model him much more after like Josh Allen's run game. Remember like quarterback sweeps and some specific stuff and some keepers than you would Lamar Jackson. And the, and let's face it, the game we saw against Arizona was modeled different plays, but like it was more the Lamar Jackson game plan than it was like, you know, Josh, we're going to need you to run five or six times, but mainly slinging it. Right? They were just, they were living and dying kind of with Trey's runs. And Trey would just take off, which I think you would just give him probably at minimum, if he was just your starting quarterback, and let's say he was going to have a, a game where he threw at over 30 attempts, he might naturally take off three or four times, right? Just as a running quarterback, young guy, they just sometimes just say, fucking go, which is right. fine. Right. But, you know, I also think, let's go back and look here real quick at Josh Allen's rush attempts by year. 89 as a rookie, 109 second year in 19, 102 in 2020, 75 already. He has run. You know how many touchdowns Josh Allen's run for in three and a half years? Well, he's a good red zone. He's a good red zone uh, runner. 28. 28. He, I mean, how many running backs have more touchdowns every year rushing than Josh Allen? He has had eight, then nine, then eight. This year, it's down a little on the pace. He has three through 12 games. But I would imagine he's got to be, what, top 15 in rushing touchdowns each of those three years, something like that. Now, he's also a little bigger than Trey. Like, I think one thing we've seen with Trey, he has more rushing touchdowns than Lamar. Lamar is 21 wow. in his career. Wow. And Lamar's played an extra year, right? You So you said he's averaging about like 105 to 115 range, kind of? Is that Josh Allen attempts? Uh, uh, no, not 115. I mean, 89, 109, 102, 75. So, you know, call it 100. Call it 90, okay. so 95. Lamar Jackson's 147, 176, 160, 131 right now. And he, I guess he missed a game because of COVID, so he, he'll only play in 16 games. But his, his numbers aren't crazy, but I guess 176, 76 rushing attempts, a lot more than 100. I mean, that extra 70 is a lot more in the open grass. I would yeah, say Trey Lance, a- Trey Lance should not be at 150. He should be, but he probably shouldn't be at 100, maybe like 115, 120. Jo- Josh will be at 100 this year based on that pace, right? So... He's over six yards of carry, 75 attempts through 12 games. So he'll be, yeah, to your point, it'll be over a, he'll, he'll, four year average will be like 100, basically. That's, and he's, a, and he's, I'd say he's bigger. And here's the other thing with Trey. I, it might take some time. I like him. 
athletically in terms of like what he could be as a runner. But I think you and I would both agree he didn't look totally comfortable kind of knowing how quickly the hits were going to come the times we've seen him run the ball. Well, wouldn't you say Josh Allen is every bit as elusive of Trey Lance and maybe even a little more? I'd say he's fluid. more. He looks to me like a more athletic runner than Trey Lance. Yeah, he's, is that fair? I, I would. I, I would consider the way I would articulate it would be he's a more fluid runner in the open field. Josh Allen is. Yeah, I don't. Their speed. I don't know what Josh Allen ran, but like he, the thing with Trey is Josh is Trey heavier too. Yeah, Trey Lance is not Lamar Jackson running the ball, right? I mean. <laughs> In terms of speed or Kyler, like he doesn't run that fast. He's actually not as fast. He's a good athletic quarterback, but he's his high end speed is four six, which my guess is Josh Allen's probably right around there too. Josh Allen at the combine ran, yeah, he's four seven five, but I do think he plays pretty fast in short areas. Josh, do you have his his weight, his combine weight? Because now I've I've got him listed two, six five two two thirty seven at the combine. All right, so let's see that. It's, I've got 237 here on Pro Football Reference. Is that just old news? I think they just carried it over. Josh is big. That's Let's that's when he, he was now. 22 years old. Because I've got... So now he's listed at... Still says 237. I mean, I bet give or take he's 230 to 240 in that range. Trey, what do you Trey think, listed Trey, at what you, 224. So he's just a little bigger. 10 pounds of muscle... You know, and these guys aren't adding fat, right? Right. I don't. Josh I'm taller. Okay, so as we talk about it at this moment in time, I would say I I don't want a hundred rushes for Trey Lance. For example, Trey's the his one season where he played a lot. He played sixteen games because they played in the playoffs, right? When in FCS you have brackets, so you end up playing three or four playoff games. He had 170 attempts that year in 16 games. And they ran the ball a lot. Like I, I to me you're not running the ball that much with him. I think I I think you would try to patent it after Josh Allen not Lamar Jackson cuz he he was a Lamar Jackson attempt guy in college. I think you go more Josh Allen attempt guy in the pros. 100 rushes a game? I mean a year? You think that's low or high? It feels kind of high. Well, he's running. I know. Now, that's some of those, of this, that's what we're saying but he, here. But like, he gives attempts on Josh Allen when he just scrambles on a pass, for sure. right? Yeah, for sure. You're going to you're gonna be good. So if you play 17 games, to me, at minimum, you get 35 of those off the bat, right? Because you'll have some games where you do four of them, some games where you do one or two. I, I would say 35 to 40 of those type plays, right? Three, four wide, you look back, you scramble for a first down or five yards or whatever. You're going to have a lot of those as a running as as a guy that can run four five four six five four seven. Yeah, Dak. I bet Dak, you know, runs for a decent amount, and he's he's much more Dak. I would say is much more of a pocket true pocket passer than either one of those guys for being athletes. We don't even know what Trey will look like. Let's just compare him to Josh, like Dak Prescott. Career high in rushing is probably not that high. He rush attempts. Yeah, he's way lower. What are you looking at? I'm looking at, so like he's 57, 57 his first couple years, 75. But these last, I guess last year wouldn't count. So he's like, he's a 55 to 75 range guy, Dak. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if Dak is 60, and, uh, but, then Lance will but, be over but, that. He's but a But I runner. think Dak, of Dak's 60, 
wouldn't you say that probably 75 to 80% of those are pass runs? Like, he's dropping back to pass, and then he scrambles? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, once you tell me that, I go, maybe Trey's number is going to be higher than I would. When I watch Josh Allen, they do run, like, and definitely early in his career, quarterback power, where it just snapped to him, and he runs left or right. Yep, yep. yep. And and the Niners are 1 million percent running that play. Not a lot of that with Dak. But would you agree that Niners are going to run that play with yeah, Trey? Yeah, I'm just, in the context of this conversation, I am concerned for Trey Lance's 17-game health if they're going to use him that much. But Part of playing quarterback, and I've heard, I heard Trent Dilfer say this with Rosillo, and he's right, like, I, sometimes we get in, like, this perfect utopia. Like, it's football. You, you take hits. Totally. You know? Totally. But, but again, this is in the context of what we brought up, that Kyle Shanahan's running backs get hurt, all of them. All of them! Including Debo Josh, when he became a running back. I don't even think Josh Allen's ever been injured. Has That's he? what I'm saying. I I mean, sh- it has to happen, but it feels like he's just a healthy guy. Doesn't take huge shots. He, he does. I feel like he goes out of bounds a lot on his runs because you know what part of it is with him, I think? Again, I'm kind of just dropping in. I haven't done a full film study on Miss some games is I don't know there's something with his rookie year he only started 11 games but okay sophomore junior year he didn't miss a start and this year hasn't missed a start here's what I'll say about Josh Allen just haven't watched him a lot I think he gets out of bounds a lot because he's fast I think his runs end out of bounds a lot could be wrong about that but that's the way it feels to me is that a lot of his runs end with him able to get to the sideline not a lot of for a guy that I think most people would be like, yeah, Josh Allen's a tough guy, he's not out there proving his toughness on most of the runs. He puts his right? shoulder down from time to time, but no, yeah. but I'm saying, but I'm, but I'm saying, it. I'm piggybacking off of what you said. I actually yeah. think he plays pretty smart. Like the, the the one run that he had, that uh, Hightower got screwed. He's like in the air. Maybe it wasn't Hightower. It was a random guy shoves him because he yeah, that know was he's ridiculous. It was bullshit. But now, like that's when you tweeted. Uh, you hate the refs' bad calls unless you it helps you out. I think that's what that was in response to, right? Yep. I thought the same thing, yeah. That was a big 15 yards. It was huge because <laughs> he was short of the line to gain. John, before we go any further, let's tell the people about Indeed. Indeed.com slash ham. Indeed, indeed, indeed. When you need to hire, you need Indeed.com slash ham. Yep, get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster, only pay for the candidates that meet, must-have qualifications, and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with hiring people and finding the right talent very easy. That's the key. We're all looking. We got worker shortage. We're all shooting to try to find some help. And right now, it's hard. It's hard out there for us in the business community, guy. That's where our friends at Indeed come through to help you up, uh, help you out. Uh, four times more hires than all their job sites combined. How do you beat that? You don't. No, you don't. Right now, you need help. You're a franchise quarterback. You need an all-pro offensive line. You're building a championship team. You're only as good as your ability to find the right people when you need them. You need a championship hiring partner. That's where Indeed comes in. Pick what skills are important to you from over 135 assessments and get a clear view of your top talents, abilities faster. Indeed delivers one and a half times more hires than even internal referrals, according to Talent Nest. So go to Indeed.com slash ham to claim that $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your post at Indeed.com slash ham. Podcast also brought to you by Juicy Flavors of Liquid IV. 
liquidiv.com, promo code HAM. Liquidiv.com, promo code HAM, gets you 25% off anything you order. Guy, I have the hydration multiplier this morning. It's the first thing I do. Grab a bottle of water, take a swig so you get that little extra, you know, little area. You Mm -hmm. pour the liquid IV in there. You put the cap back on. You shake up the liquid multiplier. Then you slam. Then immediately you go, I'm hydrated. You know, you see these people on Instagram doing, uh, doing the doing actual IVs that's where liquid IV comes right through you boom and you go yeah you boom and you go uh, they contain five essential vitamins more vitamin C than an orange as much potassium as a banana healthier than sugary sports drinks no artificial flavors or preservatives that's the way to go non-gmo vegan and free of gluten dairy or soy so it works for everybody one stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates faster more efficiently than water alone and liquid IV is on a mission to change the world they've donated over 11 million servings globally and they got pina colada and golden cherry right now so grab your favorite liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart or do it from your butt <laughs> meaning you like do it from your butt What were you trying to say there? You know, like, you know, you're sitting on the couch. You just get on the uh, phone. You don't have to go to Walmart. Gotcha, just go to gotcha. liquidiv.com. Use the code gotcha. ham. I thought you meant you like pour it down your butt. It's like, uh, you know, it's in the veins, you know, the, uh, the bloodstream faster. I'm not recommending it. They certainly don't recommend that, but no, no, but just, but no, no, but that yeah. one liquidiv.com. Use the promo code ham for 25% off. I don't think that one's going to make it to the uh, Liquid IV Hall of Fame. It reminds me of the time I was doing a basketball game, uh, a Nevada basketball game on uh, something called the Wax Sports Network. I've probably told you this story before. And, Nick Fizikas? Uh, the Fizikas, good, good pull. Tyler Johnson was on the Bulldogs. His shoe came off right in front of me, and he goes to put his shoe back on, and I said, Johnson. I go, Johnson puts his rubber back on, and then I realized what I said, and I was like, his shoe, his foot. That was my recovery. It was. Uh, Why did you think a rubber was shoe? Because I just was sitting there. I looked. I saw the rubber sole. I wanted to get creative. I was like, I'll get creative. Bob Costas over here. He puts his rubber. Johnson puts his rubber back on. Did not make sense. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty good play on words there. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Didn't work. Sometimes it works. Sometimes <laughs> it doesn't work. So that you can't, time you can't hit them all out of the park. No. Um, okay. A couple other things for you. Uh, Derek Carr trade talks. Are we back to this world again? I mean, Jerry McDonald, who, you know, is a Raider loyalist, had a tweet. And I, I do think he was right. I mean, reporter, over, Raider report, a long yeah, time Raider, Raider reporter. reporter. Yeah. That over the years, like, listen, it's not really arguable that Derek's name, right or wrong, has just been out in the ether for like four straight years, right? With, with John, with his status, would they try to replace him? And he has been adamant. I mean, he said it on the record multiple times. He will retire before he plays for another team. And this is not like Andy Dalton or someone. This is a player that if the Raiders just said, if Mark Davis tweeted from the Raiders account, these will be the last four games of Derek's career with the Raiders. If he misses, if we miss the playoffs, we will entertain trade offers at the end of the season. He would be a guy that other teams would 100% trade for. One million percent. They, they would get a first-round pick from the Saints. Probably get one for the Eagles, the football team. Like, he would get a first-round pick, and no one would think it would be that weird. 
if they blow this thing up, which we know they're going to blow it up. I mean, it's already blown up. If they decide to go in a different direction, because ultimately he has to get paid, right? Are they going to extend him or not? I, I don't know, man. Like He's really going to retire if they want to go in a different direction. I know he said that, and I actually, I've watched him say that a couple times, and he's like, I don't think he's making that up. I think he believes it when he says that. What happens when Sean Payton gets on the phone with him? You know? When Ron Rivera gets on the phone with him. Because those are the people that would want him. Like, there's some, right? Like, bro, I have an eight eight or nine win team right now with no quarterback. (laughs) My question is... Hey, Derek, I go to the playoffs a lot. Would the next Raider coach want to trade Derek Carr for picks? to do drafting and delay any evaluation of their work for another three years? Because you're not letting these guys do it, right? Mayock, it's whoever comes next would have to want to trade. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You would think they would just want to play, but what if Mark's like, I don't want to give him $140 million? I mean, we're nearing a decision here, right? Yeah. That's where we- I think, like, when you see Jerry tweeting about it, I do think it's kind of bubbling up. Like, his value is his value. Like, he's not signing a $75 million contract like he did last year. I know it was worth... 150, but I'm saying the guaranteed money. Remember, it was relatively low. Like the guaranteed money, that was four or five years ago. At minimum, what's Derek's true guarantees? 125? Minimum. It would be by a country mile the biggest contract the Raiders have ever signed. They're nothing even close, right? They've had off seasons where they gave out like $50 million in guaranteed money. It's different giving one guy $130 million, right? Immediately, basically, but for, for a position s- for a position that like, but what are they going to sell? Well, I don't know. I again, I don't. I'm not saying they were trade him or anything, but you just we've seen enough time. Like he's been there for so long. It'd be a. I don't know. <laughs> I I I don't think he's a lock to come back, and I I do think he would be. I think he would come out and say, like, I w- I'm not bullshitting. I will retire. I do think there would be guys like Ron Revere and Sean Payton. I'm just using those two guys as examples because those are the type of guys that if they had a phone call with Derek Carr, I do think he would he would have a serious conversation with guys like that, like lifetime football guys that have pelts on the wall, especially Sean Payton, where it's like, hey, Derek, I'm the offensive coordinator. So it's like, I'm not just the head coach here. I'm the coordinator. Like, I call the plays. Like, it's me and you. Would even probably be even different, right, than Ron. Right, if Sean Payton got on the phone, it's like, "Hey, Derek, like, I have a five-year, eighty million dollar contract myself. Uh, I call the plays. Like, the offense is mine, and when you come, it's ours. Call Drew, ask him how it goes. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think that I, would be a tough conversation for Derek. Be like, I'm just retiring, or I can go play for Sean Payton. Yeah, I think there's some teams now. I don't think he'd. I know he has said it. I don't think he would retire if they. If it was clear the Raiders were about to trade him. However, there are some teams that are more retireable than others. But I think there's a good number of teams that are. There's the team you just mentioned, right? I think Sean Payton is number one on the list. Guys, you can't walk away from. He will make you better than you've been before. You'll fall in love with the New Orleans community, the Saints. It'd be wonderful, Derek. Pittsburgh, number two. Mike Tomlin, another legendary franchise, right? legendary coach. How do you say yeah, no who, to that? Who are they going to have to be a quarterback? Denver? Elway call? I don't think that Raiders would trade him to Denver. I don't even think that's an option. Okay. Uh, the Giants, retireable. Okay. Yeah. The Bears, depending on who their coach is, but they've got Justin Fields now, 
who no better time to come back from three cracked ribs than at Lambeau Field. So good luck. Um, Detroit, no thanks. Uh, Atlanta, I mean, I, I actually don't think it'd be terrible, but you know, you, you don't like have to take Arthur Smith's call right now if you're Derek. Carolina, that's a weird situation. Not only on there, who gets fired in week two of the bye, John? Joe Brady. Weird. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota? There's, I would say. This is not going anywhere, though. Okay. Philly? I mean, they're right in the wild card mix. I think you got to take that call selfishly. Football team? Yeah. What would the and, package be? We'll give you Minshew and Jalen and a first. <laughs> you guys decide. Uh, yeah, just anybody. But do you think the Monty. Raiders could trade him to the Steelers? Like, if you're Mark Davis, like in the AFC, all of a sudden, what if they're good with him and we could never figure it out? Well, here's what you can't. You what can they have, really give us? Like, okay, what are they going to give you, guy? Pick twenty. What you can't have is him retire. Well, then you just, if he was going to retire, you would just be like, well, just come back, play out your contract, right? Yeah, well, yeah, which is then how, why, why wouldn't they prefer that? Um, Cleveland? I think they would be very interested, yes. Would he take that call? I think Stefanski's a good coach. I think they have the potential there. It's just the brand. Like, does he want to go very weird. the Browns? No. No, I think Browns would be like, well, we've made the playoffs as many times as you in the last two decades. Miami? Two is having a little good little run here. Uh, the Jags, no. I'm sorry, not the Jags. The Texans, no. The Jets, whatever. They're not calling at this point. And the Giants, that doesn't that doesn't do anything for you. Um, Tennessee, would Tennessee is that an upgrade for Tennessee? I think they would. I think they'd sniff around. And I think you'd take that call. I think this. If there are, if it gets, they've hired whoever and whoever to run the organization and a week or two in everything is on the table for the Raiders. They will entertain trading Derek Carr. I think the amount of teams that you just listed all like they're getting calls from 15 NFL teams. His market would be robust. Honestly, you might get more than a first round pick. Like I couldn't, you see like I give you one this year and a third next year or something. I think it depends too, right? Like if he's, he's on some, he does have to be extended, so it's not like he's Stafford where he's under contract for multiple years. I think you get more than a one and a three for Derek Carr. We'll have to see how the season ends. I think I, you might get two like, ones. Kind of struggling. Yeah, he had a moment where he's checking the ball down with the big spot last week. There will be good quarterbacks coming into the NFL at some point. He's on his, he's on his but, third con- He's a little older. I, I would agree if he was like 25 or 26, there was more hope. Like he's, he is kind of what he is a little bit. I know, but you, you trade like a good second for a backup quarterback. Not a backup quarterback. A, no, a you trade sorry. for like Jimmy. Let me rephrase. I think a one's a lot. A not a, I think you get more than just one, one for Derek Carr. I mean, he's a starting NFL. He's a top half starting NFL quarterback. Well, the Washington football team gave two twos for Alex. Or no, excuse me. The Chiefs gave two twos for Alex. And then I think when they traded him to Washington, they gave a two. And and Alex, when the Washington football team got him, he was pretty good. Like, he was every bit as good as Derek. Things were a little different, I would say, quarterback-wise. Derek's, right? I think Derek's better. Than Alex Smith? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know that he's still going to have a ways to go to put his uh, that career together, but I think, yes. I think if you're Sean Payton, like you'd rather have Derek Carr right now than prime Alex Smith. So you're saying if, if Andy Reid would have had Al- Derek Carr instead of Alex Smith for that four out of five years in Kansas City before Mahomes, or maybe it was three out of four years, whatever, he would have made the playoffs all those years with Derek as well? Uh, I'm, saying he had, I'm saying if he would have had, I'm saying, I'm saying if he would have had Alex Smith, he would have traded Alex Derek Carr away. If he would have had Derek, he would have traded him away for m- more than he got for Alex. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I, my point is, if he would have had Derek all those years in Kansas City when they were good, right? Yeah. But like Alex, good, right? They right. were winning eleven games and not couldn't win a playoff game. Are they doing the same with Derek? I don't know. I, I think he might have more turnovers, but I'm just saying. I think he would then look like a better quarterback than Alex looked after. His, I think he'd have more value as a player in a trade. Like I think Alex Smith does not win you as many games for Sean Payton as Derek Carr might. And I just think the potential ceiling is higher. I think that's probably what it comes down to. Well, what I'd be interested as is in a, you know, coach Reed loves Alex, but I know he liked Derek. If, if you were in the same position, Andy in 2014 and you needed a quarterback, would you rather have that version of Alex you were getting from the Niners or this version of Derek? Kind of similar ages. Maybe Alex was like a year older, right? Yeah. I don't know what the answer would be. You would assume Derek, but like I, I've seen Alex in some in a playoff game, multiple. And he's yeah, struggling. I just I mean the one me game he couldn't ceiling. throw first now. It's just about ceiling. Like I think Derek's ceiling would be viewed as higher. But th- this is I think where the pushback would be from older people in in just sports. You're using the word ceiling with a 30-year-old guy. We're kind of learning it with Matt Stafford at 32, 33. Yeah, yeah I'm like, not talking about... Sometimes we overhype that. Well, what I mean is not what he could be in two years. I just mean w- the things you can do with him in a given game based on his yeah. his physical arm. Like the first three or four games of this season, right? I mean, he showed it when his team was healthy. Now, I, you know, we like G on the stream said, Derek's been there eight years and hasn't sniffed the playoffs. There's different levels of having to carry a team, and there's a difference between having to carry a team and having to help carry an offense. And I think Derek could do more in terms of carrying an offense with, say, Sean Payton than, than Alex. Yeah, and if I was Derek's agent and I didn't have to worry about I mean, about Alex Mark had a Davis. season where he didn't throw a touchdown pass to a receiver. In Kansas City. In Kansas City, yeah. <laughs> If I was defending Derek from the guy that said he hasn't sniffed the playoffs, I'd be like, well, yeah, he plays for the fucking Raiders. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, know, you go there, it's a joke franchise. Let's like face Peyton it. Manning can carry a franchise, okay? Most guys can't carry a franchise. This guy should be able to carry an offense. But and listen, I, I don't, I don't hold help. them responsible for all these things, but like you had to fire your coach uh, five weeks in. You lost your star receiver who's going to go to jail for 20 years. And you had to cut a first rounder for showing guns. Like, that's the Raiders. Again, like, I don't, that's not Derek's fault or even Mayock's. Like, it's some of this stuff's out of your control, but that's the Raiders, right? Yeah. Like, I'd say those three incidents kind of define the franchise. Uh, DM says, pretty sure the QB was the second most passing yards in the league is worth two first. I would say passing yards are pretty overrated stat. Uh, while I agree they're overrated, I think Derek's worth. I'm not positive it's two ones, but to me, it's closer to two ones than it is a one and a three, maybe a one and a two. I think giving up two ones for Derek would be pretty bold. It would be. But like I, mean, I said, I as I as uh, one NBA scout said to me yesterday when I said, what's going on in college basketball right now? He's like, I'll tell you what's going on. 18 years ago, the wrong moms and the wrong dads got together. And I think that's kind of... <laughs> 
<laughs> How great of a line is that? Well, and, he, uh, he, he's like saying it's a bad year for the draft. Yeah, he's just I, he was just talking about college basketball in general. I'm like, where's all the good teams? He's like, I'll tell you. And then he said that. So um, uh, I think that might apply to college court. To you know, like you could make that line. You could say that right now if you're looking at the uh, the the crop of NFL bound quarterbacks. Well, did they get two ones for Stafford because he was worth two ones, or because so many other teams were interested, or a combination of both? Uh, a combination of both. And I do think, you know, you that you make an interesting point. Like just talking about the player in a bubble, there is another conversation, which is what is the market? Yeah. Right. But I would say this, the market, if they were both in the same market, like if there were just two homes that are for sale, Matt Stafford's home would, would have been valued more than Derek Carr's home. Right? Yeah. He's yeah. valued more. Yeah. I But like you just listed, there might actually be more teams who would – theoretically be pretty aggressive to get Derek. So that just naturally drives up the price, right? You've tried to buy homes. I mean, fuck when the line's out the door, you got to offer more money. Well, if you're the Panthers, let's say, would you rather trade a fourth round pick for a quarterback you don't think is your future or just two ones for a guy that has a shot? At that position, I'd always rather overpay for the potential that I'm getting something good than band-aid to do the third round picks. Yeah. They they did a second. I would say a second's not a nothing, second. but it, no, it's definitely a discounted value over the Stafford thing. Yeah. Tiger came back. I mentioned that already. Or he's going to be back at the uh, the PNC, PNC championship. championship. Yeah. Used to be the father-son challenge, and then they realized, like, you know, girls played golf too. Uh, the number one player in the world, Nelly Korda, is her dad is playing with her. That's good. Uh, J- the defending champs, John, J- J- Justin, and Mike Thomas will be there. Do you have the list of the people in the is are the dailies there? Uh, I don't have the list, but what was his kid's name? Uh, I don't know, but he's on the University of Arkansas's golf team, so I don't know. Maybe I don't know if they would have an event this weekend. I looked actually like a couple months ago if he was playing. Now the golf season is technically in the in the spring, but they do events in the fall. I don't think he was. Now I, I would imagine Arkansas's golf team. Is I got the probably list now. decent. Let's see. Is, are the dailies there? Uh, John and do you remember his kid's name? John Jr. Little John Daly. <laughs> who's big. I mean, he's who's he, big. This guy's a legit. I mean, this guy plays in the SEC. Like he's a he is going to be, I would say, at minimum, he'll be on the Corn Ferry Tour. Like he's they should win it. Uh we've got uh Patrick, we've got Patty and Patty Harrington are playing. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. That's he should have named her, he should have had a daughter and named her Patty with two T's. Are the uh, Normans the, playing? Uh, let's see. We got the Omeras. We got the players. We got the Duvals. We got the Furoks. We got the Coochers. We got the Sings. We got the Trevinos. We got the Thomases. We got Tiger and Charlie Woods. We got Bubba Watson and Wayne Ball. Yeah, father in law. Father in law. Yeah, his son's not old enough to play yet. We got the Sinks. We got Nelly Corda. We got the Stensons. We got the Watsons. We got the Faldos. We got the Beams. Watson's kid might be 50 because he's like 75. 72. <laughs> Sink's kid is his caddy, who's a good player, I think. And he's young, right? He's like a Yeah, he's, I think he's like 23. Yeah, he's young. That looks like the group. That's pretty solid. I mean, I, I Tiger and Charlie probably are not going to win. I, I My money would be, I might have to look on my book. He may put a little cash on the dailies. Do I trust the dad? I actually trust the son. Remember last year, some highlights of big little John Daly bombing like 400-yard 
drives. Like he's he hits it far. Yeah, looking like his father's son. I feel like the two people that are going to go viral this weekend. Well, Tiger will just because of the comeback, but it's Charlie's a Charlie's the star to me of the event. I do think anytime you get little John Daly, if you had to rank the star, would you say Charlie's the number one star in this event? Guy, they were talking about him going to the PGA Tour last year. He's like 10 years old. Bigger than Tiger? (laughs) I felt like he was Tiger hasn't been seen in public in a year. I mean, Tiger was given a lot of interviews last week. Uh, Except about the, the, they got asked in the, uh, they're like, Tiger, uh, do you want to expand on what happened coming down the hill? He's like, it was on the police report. On the police report. Next question. It's like, Tiger, you, guy, Tiger, you didn't touch the brakes. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it's weird. I don't. 
I think Char I think Charlie and little John Daly are the stars. They should play in a money game together for like oh, they they should pair those two together. Lunch money. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tiger wants little Charlie to play with little John, you know? Just like play somebody bigger than him, older than him, better than him. Charlie's gonna have a lot of pressure on him. So like that's a great part about being little John Daly. Like part of being like little Charlie. It's like being little Michael Jordan. Like it's hard being John Daly's son. It's like, wow, this guy's really impressive. Yeah. How'd this guy end up so normal, right? Yeah, he was in bed by two a.m. What a wow! Well, it's like John Daly. If he's just a solid member of society, he's already an improvement. Then it, obviously to live up to the golf's going to be hard. But just being a nice kid, like if everyone at Arkansas is like, God, John Daly smoke on the course. <laughs> Great kid. You know, doesn't even have a pack of cigarettes in his pocket. No. Uh, that's coming up on the 18th, a, a week from Saturday. Daniel says on the stream, all the car talk is of interest from a value point, but not a point of reality. He's not going anywhere. I'd be surprised. I just think you can only lose so much. Now it's going to be hard to find a quarterback better than him. But anytime you just don't win all the time, eventually you get to a point like, what are we doing? Now, is Matt Stafford on the Lions? If he doesn't go to, I almost said Martha Stewart, uh, Martha Ford, because wasn't part of the story, like right when the season ended, he went to the owner and said, I want to go to a new spot. So when they were yeah. interviewing coaches, they kind of let him know, like part of the deal, Matt Stafford might want to go and we're going to give that to him. Like if Matt Stafford had been like, I want to stay in the Lions, is Matt Stafford on the Lions right now with Dan Campbell? Uh, I mean, they they did get picked. It's part of rebuilding, right, is like getting picks for him. So I would say trading him made sense, even if it's not what he wanted. But I think the argument on the why Derek's going to be on the team is like, who else is going to be their quarterback? Right? Like, would they do a something where it's like, okay, I trade to the Eagles, I get Jalen Hurts, you give me a one and a two, and all of a sudden I get Jalen Hurts, I get a, I get the 10th pick, I get another second round pick, I get to kind yeah, of rebuild I'm, my team. I will say the difference, I know, you know, we bang out, we bag on the Raiders for not making the playoffs. They are in a, de- in a wild year, six and six. Like, they have Waller and Carr and, you know, I mean, Jacobs and... Uh, Theory Edwards, they got Colton Miller, they got Max Crosby, like Abrams playing. But like I'm just saying, you could. It's different to me. You hire a new coach, you got a new stadium, you need to fill it. Like you could justify, hey, we just let's just go to the playoffs, guys. We got an extra playoff spot now. Let's just try to go to the playoffs. Where the Lions were not in that spot. So is Derek just going to play in the last year of his contract, which is kind of unheard of for no? I think they got they got to extend them. But then, like we said, there's a kind of a minimum rate. You yeah, know, like I know. The rate's the rate. Well, if you can't extend a guy that you want to ex- – if you can't extend a – it's one thing if you can't extend, you know, your seventh best player. If you can't extend your quarterback, why am I buying tickets? They got to be able to extend their quarterback. Could you do this if you were Derek? Give me a five-year, $125 million con- contract. I make 25 a year, but I fully guarantee it. All, and then I also get a no, but I get a no trade clause because I'd be immediately one of the most tradable players in the league, right? Yeah. Would you do something like that if you're the Raiders? Well, I mean, if you're Derek. Or would you, would you not do that if you're Derek? Like, why would I sign this deal? Well, if you're Derek, you would do it because you have said, if you really mean you don't ever want to play for another team, that's why you would do it. So you're still getting the guaranteed money. You would just you're lower per year. You're kind of giving them a favor to like build a sweet team. But you're still making a ton of money. I mean, look, Brady, say what you want about. That's what Brady makes right now. Yeah, I'm just saying over the years, maybe he got compensated other ways by the Kraft family. But 
He did make a lot of money. He did win a lot of football games in part because he didn't make as much money as he could have. What would the reaction be if it's like announced Derek signed a five-year 125 total fully guaranteed? People are like, God, he just cut them a deal or would that be because his average per year would be dramatically lower 20, than yeah. a lot of the guys. I think people would react like he cut them a deal. But also, like, he put his money where his mouth is. I don't want to play anywhere else. Let's go build a winner. Yeah. And I'm I don't think people would, I don't money. think he'd get talked about like some sort of, like, he got tricked. I mean, he's going to be, he's uber wealthy. And I think he said, this is where I want to be. Now, because the only pushback is like, well, he still gets a lot of guaranteed money. But the reality is with quarterbacks, we've talked forever. Like, whatever Derek's contract was last time, the total, he received the total. He gets it. You know, it wasn't like, you know, he cut him a deal, 70 million. We played the whole thing out, so he literally right. got every penny of the whole thing. Right. That, they're really the only position that ever gets their third contract. Running backs. Like, Time to extend them again. <laughs> no. Yeah, running backs, it's all fake. Quarterbacks, it's real. It's real. All right. On that note, have a great weekend, everybody. Check out the mailbag coming up. Oh, nokidhungry.org slash ham. Nokidhungry.org slash ham. We've donated from this show $10,000. Tito's donated $5,000. Puesto donated $2,000. We are up around, I think, $18,000 now. Eight, uh, I think it was 18400 was last yeah. check. Does that sound right? So we got a ways to go. We need your help. We appreciate any bit you can give. Uh, it's a fantastic charity. They help families in need find food for their kids. They help communities uh, and schools uh, create good programs to feed kids who need food. I mean, a basic need for children. So please, 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 whatever you can give. It's in the description of the podcast, of the YouTube. We really, we appreciate you helping us help out uh, No Kid Hungry through this fundraising campaign. Yeah. Help us help with you. Uh, get in the mailbag. Go to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Questions. Favorite bar. Mailbag it up. And uh, shave it or save it. We need your submissions. If we're going to do shave it or save it, we got to we got to get pictures from people struggling to make a decision. John, get on it, people. All right, buddy. Thanks for hanging. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day. You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.